I'm reading out of D.L. Moody again, uh, chapter 6, entitled Rest. I'm on page 193 of his book, The Overcoming Life. Some years ago, a gentleman came to me and asked which I thought was the most precious promise of all those that Christ left. I took some time to look them over, but I gave up. I found that I could not answer the question. It is like a man with a large family of children. He cannot tell which he likes best. He loves them all. But if not the best, this is the one, this is one of the sweetest promises of all. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart. And ye shall find rest unto your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. There are a good many people who think that the promises are not going to be fulfilled. There are some that you do see fulfilled and you cannot help but believe they are true. Now remember that some promises are given with and others without conditions attached to them. For instance, it says, If I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will, hear, will not hear me. Now I need not pray as long as I am cherishing some known sin. He will not hear me, much less answer me. The Lord says in the 84th Psalm, No good thing will he will be withheld from them that walk uprightly. If I am not walking uprightly, I have no claims under the promise. Again, some of the promises were made to certain individuals or nations. For instance, God has certain God has said that he would make Abraham's seed to multiply as the stars of the heaven, but that it is not a promise for you or me. That is not a promise for you and me. Some promises were made to the Jews and do not apply to the Gentiles. Then there are promises without conditions. He promised Adam and Eve that the world would have a savior and there was no power in earth or perdition that could keep Christ from coming at the appointed time. When Christ left the world, he said he would send us the Holy Spirit. He, he had only been gone 10 days when the Holy Spirit came. And so you can run right through the scriptures and you will find that some of the promises are with and some without conditions. And if we don't comply with the conditions, we cannot expect to see them to be fulfilled. I believe it will be the experience of every man and woman on the face of the earth. I believe that everyone will be obliged to testify in the evening of life that if they have complied with the condition, the Lord has fulfilled his word to the letter. Joshua, the old Hebrew hero, was an illustration. After having tested God for 
40 years in Egypt. 40 years in the desert and 30 years in the promised land. His dying testimony was, Not one thing hath failed of all the good things which the Lord promised. I believe you can have the ocean easier than break one of God's promises. So when we come to a promise like the one we have before us now, I want you to bear in mind that there is no discount upon it. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Perhaps you say, I hope Mr. Moody is not going to preach on this old text. Yes, I am. When I take up an album, it does not interest me if all the photographs are new. But if I know any of the faces, I stop at once. So with these old, well-known texts, they have quenched our thirst before, but the water is still bubbling up. We cannot drink it dry. If you probe the human heart, you will find a want that, and that want is rest. The cry of the world today is, where can rest be found? Why are the theatres and amusement places crowded at night? What is the secret of Sunday driving of the saloons and brothels? Some think they are going to get rest in pleasure. Others think they are going to get it in wealth. Others in literature. They are seeking and finding no rest. Where can rest be found? If I wanted to find a person who had rest, I would not go among the very wealthy. The man that we read of in the 12th chapter of Luke thought he was going to get rest by multiplying his goods, but he was disappointed. Soul, take thine ease. I venture to say that there is not a person in this wide world who has tried to find rest in that way and found it. Money cannot buy it. Many a millionaire would gladly give millions if he could purchase it as he does his stocks and shares. God has made the soul a little too large for this world. Roll the whole world in and still there is room. There is care in getting wealth and more care in keeping it. Nor would I go among the pleasure seekers. They have a few hours enjoyment, but the next day there is enough sorrow to counterbalance it. They may drink a cup of pleasure today, but the cup of pain comes on tomorrow. To find rest, I would never go among the politicians or among the so-called great. Congress is the last place on earth that I would go. In the lower house, they want to go to the Senate. In the Senate, they want to go to the cabinet. And then they want to go to the White House. And rest has never been found there. Nor would I go among the halls of learning. Much study is a weariness to the flesh. I would not go among the upper ten, the bon ton. For they are constantly chasing after fashion. Have you not noticed that their troubled, their troubled faces on our streets? And the face is index to the soul. 
They have no hopeful look. Their worship of pleasure is slavery. Solomon tried pleasure and found bitter disappointment, and down the ages has come the bitter cry, all is vanity. Now there is no rest in sin. The wicked know nothing about it. The scriptures tell us the wicked are like the troubled sea that cannot rest. You have perhaps been on the sea when there is a calm, when the water is as clear as crystal and it seemed as if the sea were at rest. But if you looked, you would see that the waves came in and that the calm was only on the surface. Man like the sea has no rest. He has no rest since Adam fell and there is no rest for him until he returns to God again and the light of Christ shines into his heart. Rest cannot be found in the world and thank God the world cannot take it from the believing heart. Sin is the cause of all this unrest. It brought toil and labor and misery into the world. Now for something positive. I would go successfully to someone who has heard the sweet voice of Jesus. Has laid his burden down at the cross. There is rest. Sweet rest. Thousands would certify to this blessed fact. They would say and truthfully, I heard the voice of Jesus say, Come unto me and rest. Lay down, thou weary one, lay down thy head upon my breast. I came to Jesus as I was, weary and worn and sad. I found in him a resting place, and he hath made me glad. Among all his writings, St. Augustine has nothing sweeter than this. Thou hast made us for thyself, O God. And our heart is restless till it rests in thee. Do you know that for 4,000 years, no prophet or priest or patriarch ever stood up and uttered a text like this? It would be blasphemy for Moses to have uttered a text like this. Do you think he had rest when he was teasing the Lord to let him go into the promised land? Do you think Elijah could have uttered such text as this when under the juniper tree he prayed that he might die and this is one of the strongest proofs that Jesus Christ was not only man but God he was God man and this is heaven's proclamation come unto me and I will give you rest he brought it down from heaven with him now, if this text was not true, don't you think that it would have been found out by this time? I believe it is as much as I believe it as much as I believe in my own existence. Why? Because I not only find it in the book, but in my own experience. The I-wills of Christ have never been broken and never can be. I thank God for the word give in that passage. He doesn't sell it. 
Some of us are so poor that we could not buy it if it was for sale. Thank God we can get it for nothing. I like to have text like this because it takes us all in. Come to me all ye that labor. That doesn't mean a select few. Refined ladies and cultured men. It doesn't mean good people only. It applies to saint and sinner. Hospitals are for the sick, not for healthy people. Do you think that Christ would shut the door in anyone's face and say, I did not mean all, I only meant certain ones? If you cannot come as a saint, come as a sinner. Only come. A lady told me once that she was so hard-hearted she couldn't come. Well, I said, my good woman, it doesn't say all ye soft-hearted people come. Black hearts, vile hearts, hard hearts, soft hearts, all hearts come. Who can soften your hard heart but himself? The harder the heart, the more you need to have to come. my watch stops, I don't take it to a drugstore or to a blacksmith's shop, but to a watchmaker's to have it repaired. So if the heart gets out of order, take it to its keeper, Christ, to have it set right. If you can prove that you are a sinner, you are entitled to the promise. Get all the benefit you can out of it. Now there are a good many believers who think this text applies only to sinners. It is just the thing for them too. What do we see today? The church, Christian people, all loaded down with cares and troubles. Come unto me, all ye that labor. All, I believe that includes the Christian whose heart is burdened with great sorrow. The Lord wants you to come. Christ the burden bearer. It says in another place, casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. We would have a victorious church if we could get Christian people to realize that. But they have never made the discovery. They agree that Christ is the sin bearer, but they do not realize that he is also the burden bearer. Surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. It is the privilege of every child of God to walk in unclouded sunlight. Some people go back into the past and rake up all the troubles they ever had. And then they look into the future and anticipate that they will have still more trouble. And they go reeling and staggering all through life. They give you the cold chills every time they meet you. They put on a whining voice and tell you what a hard time they've had. I believe they embalm their troubles and bring them Bring out the mummy on every opportunity. The Lord says, cast all your care on me. I want to carry your burdens and your troubles. What we want is a joyful church. And we are not going to convert the world until we have it. 
We want to get this long-faced Christianity off the face of the earth. Take these people that have some great burden and let them come into a meeting. If you can get their attention upon the singing or preaching, and they will say, Oh, wasn't it grand? I forgot all my cares. And they just drop their bundle at the end of the pew. But the moment the benediction is pronounced, they grab the bundle again. You laugh, but you do it yourself. Cast your care on Him. <laughs> Sometimes they go into the closet and close the door, and they get so carried away and lifted up, they forget their trouble. And they just take it up again the moment they get off their knees. Leave your sorrow now. Cast all your care upon Him. If you cannot come to Christ as a saint, come as a sinner. But if you are a saint with some trouble or care, bring it to Him. Saint and sinner, come. He wants you all. Don't let Satan deceive you into believing that you cannot come if you will. Christ says, ye will come unto me. With the command comes the power. A man in one of our meetings in Europe said he would like to come, but he was chained and couldn't come. The Scotsman said to him, Aye, man, why don't you come chain and all? He said, I never thought of that. Are you cross and peevish? And do you make things unpleasant at home? My friend, come to Christ and ask Him to help you. Whatever the sin is, bring it to Him. The next um, subheading is, What does it mean to come? And we'll deal with that next time. Let's pray. Father, thank You for Your rest. Thank You that You said, Come unto Me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, I will give you rest. Take My yoke upon You. You and learn of me when I'm meek and lowly and hot. So we thank you for your rest. We thank you that our hearts are restless and that uh, until we find our rest in ye or in you, our hearts are restless. We bless you, Lord. Reveal ourselves to you. Touch us, Lord. Do what you will with us. In Jesus' name, amen.